0: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today.
1: Hi, I'm Joe Connolly, along with producer Nele Caruso. And today, you're going to hear from Justin Rogers, the chief executive officer of the Greater Jamaica Queens Development Corporation. And on these shows, we zero in on what is really happening in the different boroughs of the city and what information or trends can help other business owners in that borough or or anywhere, just with new ideas. So I'll pull a little switch today, and I'm going to ask producer Neil A. Caruso to ask Justin the first question, because Neil grew up in Queens and is a son of Queens. Neil? (laughs) Joe,
2: thanks for the handoff. Uh, Justin, good to have you on the show today. Uh, Let's start by asking you, what changes have you seen in Queens and your community, your neighborhood of Jamaica uh, since the pandemic? How is it today?
3: So I definitely see that businesses are definitely struggling, um, specifically restaurants. Um, You know, Just before the pandemic, we had a very difficult time trying to attract uh, mom and pop restaurants to downtown Jamaica specifically. Um, But, you know, financing has now um, become an issue with interest rates increasing. And it looks like the Fed is going to definitely increase rates once again by um, 75 basis points. So financing, you know, businesses are are struggling already and they're trying to to trying to obtain financing has been very difficult.
2: So these challenges then, um, you know, are they going to, you're going to need help from the state, from the city? What are are you asking for?
3: I think you need not only state and city, but you also need um, assistance from the federal government. Um, I can tell you that, um, you know, we've had a lot of issues. Um, You know, one good thing is compare, if you compare 2021 to 2022, um, our loan fund, we're actually on pace to double the amount of loans in 2022 that we made in 2021. That's a good sign. Um, But, you know, we still see a lot of issues ahead, I would say, in the next 12 to 18 months.
1: Who are or what types of new businesses are opening, if so, in Jamaica and in other areas of Queens, as far as you hear?
3: Um, so I can start with Jamaica, so specifically in Jamaica, we're getting a lot of national retailers. so um, you have um, Shake Shack, which I think is opening um, they opened last week, um, which is great. I mean, we have um, all basically all the national food retailers are now in Jamaica, and you know, it took us almost ten to fifteen years to attract those national retailers to downtown Jamaica in Queens specifically. Um, I would say you still see the national retailers, but in areas such as um, Astoria and Long Island City, you're getting more mom and pops. And that's something definitely we would love to attract to um, downtown Jamaica is the, the mom and pops.
1: It is sometimes said that the big chains hurt the mom and pops. It is other times said that no, once they go in, more mom and pops open around them. Do you have, from your experience, a feel for which is the case there, Justin?
3: So I know in, in downtown Jamaica, there you know there are approximately over ten thousand new um, apartment units coming to the downtown in the next twenty-four to thirty-six months. So with that being said, the housing density is increasing to the extent we definitely would like to see the national retailers. Um, the issue is, is that national retailers and mom and pops cannot afford to be on Jamaica Avenue. On Jamaica Avenue, you have rents ranging anywhere between $85 per square foot up to $250 per square foot. And you know that, those margins make it very difficult for a mom and pop restaurant, even a national retail restaurant to survive. So what we have seen is uh, for national retail restaurants that they take se- second level space But, you know, we had one hook and reel, which is a a seafood type of establishment. They only were able to last about a year and um, they've moved on now. Um, So now the focus really is to get mom and pop restaurants on side streets where rents, you know, could range anywhere between $30 per square foot to maybe $60 per square foot.
2: Neil. Justin, I'm curious, what's your elevator pitch for people to start a business in Queens? Why should they start a business in Queens?
3: I mean, Queens, we're the most diverse borough in New York City. And, you know, the density is there. So once businesses come to Queens, people will will, um, attend your establishments. But the density is in Queens. Queens is a great borough. I'm born and raised in Queens. And, you know, I, I think if you open an establishment, people will come.
2: Yeah. That's, that's interesting. I, you know, it's all location, right? Isn't it? And so what are the types of businesses you'd like to see other than mom and pop specifically? You want to see more restaurants, you want to see uh, more retail outlets. What are, what are you hoping for?
3: Well, I know specifically in downtown Jamaica, I would love to see um, restaurants, bars. Um, you know, I, I live in Kew Gardens, which is between Forest Hills and Jamaica and usually, if I want to go out at night, I always go to Far Hills. Um, I would love to see um, bars, restaurants, lounges, um, those type of establishments. And you know, one thing about downtown Jamaica is that we are a very rich transit hub. So I, I think that um, you know, as I said, even if you create um, destinations, people have easy access to get there via uh, public transportation.
1: Yeah, and you have these huge uh, government agencies and government offices, and it just seems as though there's so many people there even without the transit hub. Maybe it you just want to sell more to all of them, right? How can you accelerate this, Justin?
3: I, I think we definitely need assistance from the public sector. So I think the city of New York in the next um, hopefully in the next three months, we'll announce a major um, office anger coming to the downtown. Um, but with that being said, you know, we need additional density. We're, we're getting the people who will live in downtown Jamaica, but it would be great to get people, more people who work. And as I said before, you know, as you said, most of the um, people who work in the downtown are all related to um, you know, public agencies, so on the city and state level and federal government because the Joseph Adabo building um, has the um, Social Security Administration um, there. And the thing about that building specifically is it could accommodate 3,000 people, but currently I think only 1,200 actually working in that building.
1: Um, Neil?
2: Yeah. So one of the stories that Joe and I have been following closely has been the growth of the outer boroughs. Um, We've covered Brooklyn. So now that we're talking to you, we're curious about Queens. You know, has remote work impacted the, the residential trends? Is that uh, something that you think is sustainable? Obviously, you have great proximity into Manhattan. Are people, you know, flocking to Queens where you think that there are opportunities for growth?
3: So I definitely think there are opportunities for growth. So what we have seen is that the cost to live in both Manhattan and Brooklyn is so expensive that people are starting to move eastward. So eastward meaning Queens um you know specifically in jamaica so what we did is as an organization um about a month ago we opened actually a co-working space we opened a ten thousand square foot co-working space next to jamaica beautiful space it had a very complex capital stack you know we had um city funding state funding and you know to give you an example about you know the pandemic we were literally about to start construction and then Um, At the time, Governor Cuomo shut shut New York State down. So what we had to do is, you know, we had to wait several months, meaning six to eight months, and then revisit the project. The issue is, once we revisit the project, the cost of materials increased and the cost of construction increased. So our project, which originally was maybe about five and a half million dollar project, increased to seven, seven million dollars so we had to be creative and fig- figure out another way to finance the project and we used um federal new market tax credits but you know I-, I think that just shows you you know what other businesses are dealing with an in- in- increase in cost of materials and then labor i mean we we have had issues trying to find people to come work for us as an organization you know we've had you we've had to um increase salary ranges and another thing that we had to do is, you know, everyone right now wants to have the ability to work remote. No one wants to come back into the office five days a week. So, you know, as a corporation, we, we work on a hybrid schedule where you come in two days one week and you come in three days the next week. But everybody that we interview wants to be on a hybrid schedule.
1: I noticed that, you know, Queens makes up almost a third or a little bit more than a third of the landmass of New York City. And it's very close in population uh, to Brooklyn. Um, But I'm getting the sense from you that there has, there's still another spark that's needed here. Something's going to happen to accelerate it.
3: I I definitely think so. Um, And, you know, one thing, it, one part of that is actually in process now. Yeah. So that is the JFK revitalization. Um, that is over an $18 billion, yep, 18 billion for B. Um, revitalization if you include all of the terminals as well as the adjacent infrastructure. And I think that, you know, that's a great opportunity for small business in, in Queens to try to figure out how to get involved with that project. Because I mean, as I said it's 18 billion dollars worth of work, and it's not only con- on the construction side; you have professional services and vendors as well. So um, I am actually part of that, um, the JFK Revitalization Council. I co-chair the you know, Business Development Committee with Senator James Sanders, and you know we're definitely looking to attract businesses and figure out specifically, you know, NWBE and disadvantaged businesses, but as me being a Queens native, I want to see all businesses in Queens to figure out somehow how to get on the JFK um, project.
1: And will you help them if they call the Jamaica? Uh,
3: Greater Jamaica Development Corporation? Yes, yes, yeah. we, we definitely help. Okay, We Neil? work very closely with the Port Authority.
2: Go ahead, Neil. That's interesting. So I, I guess, you know, one last for me, and it would kind of go towards um, the economy right now, um, it's a challenging time for businesses, obviously. When things improve, because they generally do, um, where, where should people be looking in terms of opportunity? Where, what businesses, because we know about the restaurants and all that, but there have to be maybe professional services firms, things where there are needs for, for people. Um, where, where's, the, where's the need in Queens?
3: So I can tell you, um, and this is based on um, our new co-working space, as I said, 10,000 square feet, we are finding that um, a lot of um, businesses in the healthcare industry, we're starting to attract to our co-working space, environmental firms, uh, we are attracting to our co-working space, um, as well as public affairs type of firms. Um, Most of these firms are um, either sole proprietors or have maybe one or two employees, but I would definitely say specifically healthcare um, is definitely somewhere where people definitely need to to look into.
1: How's the co-working space going, Justin?
3: We're definitely starting to pick up speed. As I said, you know, we had a huge uh, ribbon cutting with Governor Hochul uh, earlier in the summer. I mean, you know, I'll be honest. The issue is, is that a lot of people didn't know about us and know that we're there. But I can tell you, we're really starting to program this space and people are starting to see the space, they all love it. And we're in the process of definitely signing new members because the whole working space is a combination of not only open desks but we have offices. And we actually changed the design after COVID. So we added additional one person offices because you know we, we felt that people just didn't feel comfortable being in an open space. Um, but we're definitely picking up steam. Um, Where is it it's located? Going well. What's the address? So the address is 89, that's 14 Parsons Boulevard, fifth floor.
1: And this is run by the Development Corporation? You run
3: it? Yes. We own, we operate it.
1: Wow. And uh, last question. Uh, You've done well, risen to a powerful position in Queens. Why have you stayed in Queens your whole life? You grew up (laughs) there and you're, you're, you're still happy there, obviously.
3: So I, I can tell you, you know, I, I've been at Greater Jamaica for 16 years. And as I said, I'm, I was born and raised in Jamaica, Queens. So anytime that, um, it would be a two things. Anytime I would get a job offer to leave Greater Jamaica, I, um, I considered it, but I just couldn't do it. And then, and or I was working on a project which I knew would make a difference in the community. And I would not wanna leave until I completed the project. So that being said, now it got to the point where um, I was head of real estate. Um, my predecessor, Hope Knight, left to run Empire State Development Corporation and I was made interim president and CEO. I was interim president and CEO for eight months. And um, I, like I said, now I feel at this point like I can't leave my team, my staff, which my staff, they're great. And I'm born and raised and I'm making a difference in the community. So, I mean, thats that, I can't beat that.
1: Oh, that's great. Good for you. Good luck. Good luck. Thank you very much, Justin.
3: Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Neil.